The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein was once being picked up from yeshiva to go to yeshiva by a driver. The driver was about to leave the house with the Rosh Hashiva and there was a knock on the door. There was an elderly woman at the door and said, can I speak to the Rosh Hashiva? So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein ushered her in to the dining room, offered her a seat, and before she can get a word out, she started crying hysterically. For 10 minutes, uncontrollably. She calmed down, she composed herself, she got up and said to the Rosh Hashiva, thank you, and left. The driver turns to Ramosha Feinstein and says, does the Rosh Hashiva know who that is? No. Did the Rosh Hashiva ever see her before? No. But she felt that she was able to get it off. She was able to cry it out. And that was therapeutic enough. <clears throat> the art of listening to really hear what they're saying and what are they really saying. It's important for us to understand our children, to pay close attention. Close attention to what they're saying and close attention to when they're silent. Because sometimes their silence is deafening and they're speaking volumes. There's a story that I repeated to a number of the old Bakram that I spoke to about the Chadushi Arim who used to travel to different cities and there's one city that he used to go to where there was a farmer who was one of his Hasidim but he went dressed like a farmer dresses his overalls and his suspenders and his boots but when the Chadushi Arim came to town he was able to put on his Bekesha and his Spodik and his Gartel and he went to greet the Chadushi Arim he did this year after year one year he said to himself enough of this charade let the Rebbe see who I am and he came to visit the Rebbe the Chadushi Arim dressed like he does all year like a farmer and the Chadushi Arim looked at him with a look of disappointment on his face and he saw so he says to the Rebbe the Rebbe is disappointed I wanted the Rebbe to see who I really am and the Chadush said to him do you think I didn't know all those years that I came that a whole year you went dressed like a farmer and that one day a year you came the way you came dressed up was just for that one day I always knew that but until now I thought the way you came that one day dressed up, that's the real you. I'm disappointed because now I see this is the real you. And we need for our children to know that we know who the real you is. Because our children, as we do, have challenges and have the sayness. But there are times they shine. They shine in their respect. They shine perhaps in their davening or learning or chesed. And we need for them to know that we recognize that's the real you. We need to listen to them and to understand who they are when they're not speaking. 
Because if they get the impression that we think the real you is when they're misbehaving, doing or wondering things that might not be appropriate, they start believing that's really who they are. And that's not who they are. They have from time to time a surge of energy. A hysterius. Maybe it's a yamtif. Maybe it's a purim. Maybe it's a Rosh Hashanah. Maybe it's by a chasana. Or other times throughout the year through a very motivated, motivating lesson that inspires them. And we need to jump at the opportunity and to listen to them, to explain to them that yes, we understand that's the real you. Another way of planting good grass is through tefillah. A vital ingredient. The Lakewood Bashkiach, about the Seo Solomon, said that he heard from a Yoshebes Olavechik, Ribeiro, that Rabbi Cheskel Abramsky once asked his father, the Briskerov, what is the soid from the Rebbe's Hatzlocher and Chinuch? What's the secret? All your children follow your path with your menhagim, with the way of learning. What's the secret to your success? The Mashgiach said that the barrel said to him, "The tate gevarn My father got upset, and he said the following: "Vos meintir ayid ken matzliach zayin and chinuch tehillim mitzerim." You think we can have success in chinuch? It's tehillim with tears. That's the secret to success. In the yeshiva of Rebbe Yehuda Lefkowitz, there was a decision, a difficult decision to make to send out a bochah. They called his mother in. Speaking to his mother, she understood that the behavior of her son warranted her to be sent away, warranted the, the boy to be sent away. And as she was walking away, she was speaking as if to herself. And she said, I wish I would have known before. And Remichel Yehuda Lefkowitz overheard her. What did you say? She said, no, I was just talking to myself. But tell me, tell me what you said. I said, I wish I would have known before. He called everybody back to the meeting. He said, we can't send away this bacha. This bacha was deprived of his mother's tefillahs. How could we send him away? The revolver once commented, that all of what he accomplished was due to his mother's tears. And he used to say, and I'm not sure if the tears of my mother were piled by me or by the Rebbe Mishalom. Not sure which one did it. The Roshiman makes the effect when the child sees the mother's tears. There was once, a friend of mine heard this from one of the literature of Yeshiva, an incident that happened in Litter. There was a bacha who was a yasam, and he was taken into the yeshiva, and after some time he turned ill. The Russian yeshiva took care of him. They brought him to the best doctors in Europe. And they didn't want to bother the mother. She wasn't able to help financially anyway. Why give her the Agnes Nefesh? 
eventually he passed away. They had to tell the mother, and they went to be Mahamobal and she was sitting Shiva. And they're sitting there, and the two Rashi Yeshiva say to the mother, We need for you to know we didn't spare any expense. We got the best doctors for him. And the mother said, I know. I know you took care of him perhaps better than you would have taken care of your own. But I can't be much with you. They were startled. They said, why is that? And she said, you deprived my son of his mother's tefillahs. There was a woman once came to the Lisker Rebbe. And she said, Rebbe, I don't need anything in the world. I just want to be Zeicher. My children should be children like the Rebbe's mother has. I want to have children like the Rebbe himself. He got very serious. And he said to her, Are you prepared to do what my mother does? Let me tell you what my mother did. My mother awoke when it was still dark, pre-dawn hours. Two hours before she would awake me. She said the entire Tehillim with tears streaming down her face. She would dive into the Rebbein Yisholem that her sons grow up to be a Talmud Chochm and a Yerushalayim. She had a glass with her and the tears would accumulate in the glass. When completing the entire Tehillim, she would come and awake me. And before I went to Cheder, she would wash my face with those tears. He said, if you're prepared to do what my mother did, you'll have a son like my mother has. I heard once from a Yid that went to Russia before it was easy to go to Russia. And he went to a gravesite, to a mahara, to a cave, where there were kifrit tzaddikim. Several tzaddikim were buried there. It was Friday afternoon. And they were davening by the kifrit tzaddikim. And all of a sudden, a woman walks into the cave. And she takes out two candles. And she starts davening and crying and crying. And these two Jews that came from America were very intrigued. They waited till she finished. They asked her, what's this all about? She said, it's over 30 years that I'm afraid to light Shabbos candles at home. In those days in Russia, it was Sakonis Nefoshes to light Shabbos candles. The only place they allowed them to light candles were in the cemetery. So I come here, I am the Kabul Shabbos, and I'm being mispowled every week that I should be zoicha to erlicha kinder, erlicha children. She said, I see the tragedy of Yiddishkeit in Russia. And she prays that our children should never forget that there's a rabbinish loyalim in the world. And then I walk home a distance of two and a half hours. I'm doing this now for some 30 years. Interestingly, when things got better, from that city in Russia, not one from Yid remained except her two children, 
became Abitzei Teres. Another way of planting good grass is knowing how to give criticism, giving teichocha. Atana says, Tomani already the times of the Gemara of the Tanoim people wondered if we know how to give proper criticism the Balatanya was the Balkoira in his shul after the Balatanya was nifted his son took over the Rabonis but somebody else was appointed to be the Balkoira the first time it came to the Pasha of the Teichacha perhaps this week's Pasha he did as the minig is to read the Taitacha low and quickly. In the middle, the Rav said, Oh, you faint! And he fainted. Nobody knew what happened. They revived him. They continued laning. And again, he gave out a big sigh and he fainted again. So after Davidim, they said, What, what happened? So the Rav said, It's the Taitacha. Did you hear what he said? Did you hear all, all those things that he said in the Teichacha? So they said, Rebbe, they've been laying the Teichacha for years and years. Never fainted till now. So he said, When my father said it, it didn't sound so harsh. There are different ways of giving Teichacha. In the times of the Beis Hamikdash, was the ultimate teichacha. What a teichacha we got from the Rebbein Shalolim. Churban Beis HaMikdash. Nevertheless, we know that when they saw the Oren, when the Rishoyim saw the Oren, they saw the Kruvim on the Urim Zebezeb. They were facing each other. They were embracing one another. And Chaim Shulabit points out, Din has to be with Ahava too. When the Rebbein Shlalev is being gozed din, Chorben, it's done with love as well. Ahava must be done with love. Ahava must, Taichacha must be done with love. There was a Masifta Bocha taking a test in Rav Pam's 10th grade. He says this story over years later. During the test, he was looking at somebody else's paper. So Rav Pam walked over to him during the test and quietly said to him, if you need help understanding the questions, ask me. And this gentleman said many years later, it wasn't the questions that I needed help with. Rav Pam knew it wasn't the questions I needed help with. He knew I knew that it wasn't the questions, it was the answers I needed help with. He said, it's decades later now. I don't remember anything he taught me. But I'll never forget that he didn't embarrass me in the classroom. We can demonstrate how to give Teichacha. The bells, one of the previous bells of Rebbe's came to a town and he had Kabbalah's Hakohol people came to greet him to get brachas and it was a very small crowded room. 
In this small crowded room, people were trying to push themselves in so they could get a bracha from the Belzer Rebbe. And eventually it was filled to capacity, so the Gavai closed the door and there was one fella that just pushed his way in the closed door. It came time for his bracha and the Belzer Rebbe said to him, you stopped in? Get out. And now he's by the door and he sends the Gaba to him. He says, call him back. He says, can I see your kvittle? And he reads it and he gives him a bracha. Then he says to him, you must be wondering why I sent you out. And if I sent you out, why did I call you back? He said, I'll tell you. I sent you out because you must know you cannot always get your way. I called you back because I don't have to get my way all the time either. What a powerful message. How to give Teichachet. One more way of planting good grass is being the Simcha. There was once a young man was offered a job a man from B'nai Brak was offered a job in Toronto, Canada. He went to ask the Panavitzer of Shiva of Shach, should he take the job? He was desperate for the Parnosa. Shach encouraged him to take it. Mind you, this was the pre-Koyal days in Toronto, where Toronto was not the Irvain, the Yisrael that it is today. It wasn't in those days. Rav Shach encouraged him to take the job. So he said to Rav Shach, what's going to be with the chinuch of my children? And Rav Shach answered, the best chinuch for kinder is that Zafrin the mama. The best chinuch for children are happy parents. You'll have panosah and you'll be happy. That's the best chinuch for your children. When Rafutna was a young boy, his father was in financial difficulty. He needed to travel away on business. For those days, it usually meant for several months. Rafutna recalls with such chavivo yisera, he writes, a letter from his father that was sent to his mother. He writes as follows. That's Rafutna's father, Chaim writes to her footner's mother, to his wife. I've enclosed money for you to purchase a garment that you need. But, writes her footner, her footner's father, I'd like to recommend that before you put it on the first time, wait till a special occasion we have coming up. Our beloved Bechar Yitzchak is making his first tzirum on his first besechte. Rav Hutna concluded Bidmois with tears of love. He said, What I got from that letter my father wrote to my mother. An impression of a lifetime. Demonstrating our simchas hachayim, our simcha for Torah mitzvahs. Demonstrating how we're happy. We're happy to build the sukkah. We're happy to make Pesach. 
Every time we can chaparayim, more learning, it gives us joy and happiness. We're happy to be eaten. The simcha that we implant in our children and our homes is a tremendous amount of good grace. The Eibishter should help. We should all be zoicha to be the demust yuknoi that will serve our children as a protection for them. We should be zoicha with our children and kegenge meshir tzitkenu b'mheira b'yameinu. Thank you. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.